It's time for the drunk take here on Rooster Teeth. It's the podcast, the greatest show of the week. We love games, movies, comics, we don't know why. There are obsessions we just cannot deny. It's the drunk take here on Rooster Teeth. It's the podcast, the greatest show of the week. It's the drunk take here on Rooster Teeth. It's the podcast, the greatest show of the week. The drunk take. Hey everyone, welcome to the drunk take. Wow, that was pretty damn impressive. <laughs> Dude, I have to admit. How do we follow that? That's better than the <laughs> podcast is going to be. The uh, I, I don't know. It, it it's not quite as good as last week's theme song. If, <laughs> if you ask me, who uh, who who did that? That was Heath Garcia. I wonder what Heath's mom's name is. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I think Heath knows how to use his own email address. <laughs> Teresa Boxkid called in to ask why we called him his mom in the podcast. What was his real name? We should probably say what his real name was. I don't know. He was, he was quite upset. Yeah, he was. Well, anyway, we really appreciate this last week and this week's songs. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's true. Fantastic. You, you add a guitar to a nerd, and I, I do want to sleep with him. It's amazing how that works. <laughs> he sounded dreamy. That was awesome. Yeah, that was really good. Hey, I'm Jeff. I'm Gus. I'm Gav. And I'm Bernie, returning from a hiatus. Yeah, it's been... Uh, you, you, you've missed the last two weeks, right? Yeah. You're, you're was... also not a chick anymore. No, no. I, I'm post-op at this point. <laughs> nice. Uh, um, I, uh, I was in L.A. for a week, and then I was somewhere else. I forget where. I think no. uh, the other week we were busy on production. Yeah, oh, we were, we yeah, were trying yeah. to crank you out peel uh, commercial stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm excited about with this podcast, Gus? What's that? I don't have to edit it. I, uh, did, did you not have fun last week? No, dude. That's a lot of work putting the podcast together. I have a newfound respect for you. Yeah, it's not that bad. It only takes all day. Yeah, it does. It really <laughs> does. Mixing uh, uh, three tracks and now four for you this week, that's a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, it sucks. It is hard. Have a blast. I'm excited <laughs> because I get to sit next to Gavin during the podcast. Bunny likes me. I do. Well, listen to him coming in. I know. Hello, my oh. name is Gavino. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's my regular voice. I don't have a cold this week. <laughs> yeah, but I, I missed the. I have not been in the first two podcasts that featured Gavin, so I'm happy to be here and representing this side of the pond on this side of the couch. <laughs> Good. Let's move on. Okay, we will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, are you uh, are you going to pick up Shadow Complex today? Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I was trying to wrap up editing on another video that I did for a new feature in Achievement Hunter that Bernie's really excited about. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's called Achievement Hunter Rewind. What is, that? I, what is, what is Achievement Hunter Rewind? <laughs> well, I go back and I, I take an old game, like in this instance, Marble Blast Ultra, that I never really played, uh-huh. and go through and do some achievement videos in it because, you know, those games were out. Like, that was a launch title that didn't get a... I, like, going back, I decided to play it because I remember thinking it was fun. And I couldn't find many resources, help resources, mm-hmm. on it, because I guess those kind of sites like Achievement Hunter didn't exist back then. So I thought, why not every once in a while go back and highlight an old game that maybe didn't get the coverage it deserved, and uh, do some videos in it. That's I think a, it's that, a great feature. That sounds stupid. Yeah. I think it sounds stupid, I mean, it, too. Uh, the two people a week who buy Marble Blast Ultra will be very grateful. Yeah, or maybe maybe a couple people watch the video and go buy it. Maybe I still think it's the, best, it's the best arcade game. No, still you're, you're so wrong. No, you're, you're, Battlefield 1943 ha- and Pac-Man CE are both superior. And Trials HD, which everyone's playing like Mania. Dude, Trials right HD, Trials HD and, made the top you use this week. And now, Shadow Complex. Yeah. Which we haven't played yet, but looks nobody's awesome. played. Yeah. So that's by Epic, right? He's super, because... he's super loud, right? <clears throat> I am. Am I crazy? All right, we'll fix I that. I haven't peaked. No? All right, there you go. He's a bit loud. Sorry. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but yeah, uh, so... Yeah, yeah, you're totally what, wrong what, hey, about everything, Gavino. What is Shadow Complex? What is that? It looks... Uh, it's like a side-scrolling... Uh, adventure game, kind I'm of, out. kind of I'm like, out. 
Done. You don't need to tell me anything else. Because you hate Sky It was kind of like Super Metroid or nope. Castlevania yep. Symphony of it's the like, Night. Like Super Metroid. That's Done. what you call. That, you know, this Lots brings of power-ups and shit. This brings me back to what I don't like about Achievement Hunter Rewind is I don't like retro gaming. I It's a thing that people think retro gaming is fun. And I see a lot of shows on the internet where they sit down and they play old games. That's totally contextual for the person. Totally. It's when you started playing games and you think, oh, these are the greatest games. And they're not. Yeah, but we're not going back to N64 games or anything. This is still stuff on the current platform. Yeah, and and people, no one besides Gavino is saying Marble Blast Ultra is the greatest game ever. That's true. And, and Shadow Complex is just drawing on an old gameplay style that doesn't necessarily exist anymore. No, that I'm fine with. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not you know, it doesn't look like shit. And, uh... But like people who bust out like the 8-bit Nintendo and start playing Castlevania... It's not interesting. But is it not, is it not it, impressive when a game holds up and you can still play it? And it's like, whoa, this is still awesome. Games don't hold up. Games don't hold up. You can, you can play it for maybe no five game minutes holds or up. ten minutes. Nah. Well, they build on each other so much. But on an individual basis, yeah, like I, I'll go back and play games that I used to play. But like games I used to play, like Ultima or even old Atari games, I don't expect anybody else to be interested in those games. Nobody's playing them. <laughs> a big part about games and, and reporting on games and talking about them is other people are also playing them. You know, the shared collective memory, it doesn't work the same way with games, I don't think. Hmm. That's just my personal opinion. I hate to feel so strongly about your new thing. I'll tell you another thing about your Achievement Hunter Rewind. Your logo is fucked up because you have AH, then you have the Xbox button, which is round, and then Rewind. A so whorewind. A whorewind is what yeah. it looks like. <laughs> that's what it's, that's the hidden meaning. Man, Bernie's all, all, all over you today. <laughs> I don't know what you did to piss what? him off. I just think that's a bait and switch, man. If I go to a video that says a whorewind, and a dude is playing fucking Marble Blast Ultra, I'm going to be disappointed. You know that little chart we have on YouTube that shows like when drop offs. It's like <laughs> the second there's a little blue marble, I'm like out, gone. Bye. <laughs> if anybody, you don't know what's going to happen with that marble, where it's going. Yeah, a, a whore wind does not necessarily sound that great either. Yeah, I don't know. Also, Speak anybody for yourself. Anybody that pops a boner at whore spelled H O R E's got problems, <laughs> dude. It's going on YouTube. <laughs> That's a good point. I think that actually is the accepted spelling of that <laughs> word on YouTube. You know, we I, we just mentioned this kind of, but there's a cool tool that we have on the back end of YouTube where we can see on a video when people stop watching the video on average. So it's this graph of, like, everyone starts out watching the video, and then over time, where do they drop out? It's pretty interesting. It's really weird. Like, as a funny... And, and we can also see people. We can watch them via their computer as they're watching our video. So we see all the disgusting things y'all are doing. I bet you didn't know that. Yeah, we have, like, a backwards record button. For shame. We can drive. But the the best part was, last week, you guys were in a video where two girls were about to make out, and then they didn't, and then you two were dressed as the girls about to make out. You could definitely see the drop-offs. <laughs> like, when, the, when Lindsay and Macy are going to kiss, and then Matt breaks it up and they don't kiss, it's like... Zoop, a bunch of people stop watching, and then Gus shows up in a blonde wig. Zoop, there's another drop right <laughs> off. So, Too bad they didn't stay watching till the very end to see when the girls actually do make out. Exactly right. And then they touch butts. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. N- nothing wrong with some good butt touching. I think butt touching is against the terms of service on uh, YouTube. <laughs> I wonder. That's probably a website, right? <clears throat> butt touching. I, th- it should be. be. I just got an awesome URL that I won't even tell you what it is because it's so fucking great. But I just picked up a URL that I thought, I'm going to see if this is available, and it was available, and I got it. I'm going to tell you what it is. I <laughs> yeah, said I wasn't. have to. I'm a bad marketer. I was going to hold it back. No? No reaction to that? What? No. What kind of reaction what? would you have to that? <laughs> okay, never mind. You guys, don't, you guys are So maybe we shouldn't talk about it. Oh, okay.
All right, guess go ahead and cut that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember we played and they kept saying in it? The character says oh, it over and over again? yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember right. that now. Well, never mind. I feel bad Can now. we talk about this podcast? Probably not, so I'm just going to keep talking so it's harder to edit. Yeah. All right, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> so have you purchased any good domains lately, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm green. I haven't been here in two weeks. <laughs> the fuck you want from me? I'm talking about NDA stuff during the podcast. Oh, man. Sorry. <laughs> there'll, there'll be a nice little clip there where it's like, hey, I got to er, and then everybody's laughing at me for and, talking And then I'll it. make a funny segue, and uh, it'll make no sense. <laughs> yeah, you love your segues. <laughs> hey, um, so wh- is anyone going to pick up a PS3 now that they're slim and price cut? I will. Is the Slim two ninety nine? Yes. No. I will. Uh, what would I do with it? Blu-ray, man. Blu-ray movies. I don't watch... I, d- I no. download shit nope. from Netflix. Yeah, but it's not as good as Blu-ray. Lower bit rates. Get the, what do I Do you care? not care about that kind of thing? No. Actually, I, I used to enjoy it a lot until Netflix started increasing the price for having Blu-ray access. They increased it once. I bared with them. They increased it the second time, and I was like, I'm out. I'm, I don't care any- enough anymore. Why but, was that? Just because the discs are more expensive? That was their rationale, yes. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of things about Netflix that I don't understand. I don't know how their model works. Like, there's all these pictures that have been online about people behind the scenes at Netflix, and it shows all the people sorting the discs, but it's just a big white room with a bunch of people at tables just sorting discs. Nice. And I don't understand how that works. I don't understand how the streaming model works. Like, how do they make money? Like, if I watch Christmas Vacation, a movie from 20, 30 years ago. Is it on streaming? I, no, I'm just no using it's, 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 it's not. I checked. Uh, okay. uh, we, we almost lost Jeff. <laughs> he was about to leave the podcast. But as an example, hypothetically, Jeff, let's say there was a movie, Christmas Vacation, it was on Netflix streaming. Sure. When I play it, do they make money from that? I would. I, I think they probably make a set fee per or, play. But do they have to pay they... money to the studio? I mean... I don't, I don't know. It sounds like bullshit, doesn't it? Yeah, it's really weird. Whatever. I mean, it obviously works, right? They're, yeah. they're obviously making money somehow. Yeah, that was kind of the rationale behind Napster, too. It's like, well, it's there, right? And it's working, and people are using it, so it must be okay. No, every, everyone knew that was illegal. Nobody Yeah, was. that's different. But no, but I mean... Napster existed for like three years before they shut it down. Netflix has... Are you talking about legal Napster or illegal Napster? I'm talking about illegal Napster. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think Netflix just is just illegally launching their streaming service and hoping the studios aren't going to notice. <laughs> I'm sure it's they're, all they're, worked out. They're, they're going to the fly under the radar. Fly under the radar. Fair use. Fair use. Fair use. <laughs> yep. you, you know the reason I know that Christmas Vacation is not available for streaming is because I checked the other day since I was living in an RV, and uh, oh, you I have fond yeah. memories of the RV in uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, it's a shame that it's not there. Yeah, so I think I put it in my queue, and I'll be getting it soon, hopefully. Cool. You want to watch it at my house since you don't have a place to watch it? <laughs> that sounds awesome. You want to talk about where you're living right now, Gus? I'm living uh, in a very cheap extended stay motel up in Cedar Park right now. Why did you move out of your trailer? <laughs> well, at least, you know, the house I bought is, uh, is they're, they're finishing up construction on it. And my wife and I thought, oh, we'll just rent an RV and live in our front yard. Except that nothing worked. <laughs> AC didn't work. Uh, well, first of all, the thing was not level. So we dealt with that. The house wasn't level? The, the RV wasn't level. Oh, okay. And then the, uh, the AC would never work. So, you know, I borrowed some portable AC units from the office, put them in there. Then last night, the lights quit working. And I said, I'm out. That's it. <laughs> and and according to your wife, isn't there a uh, skylight in the bedroom right above your bed with no glass in it? Yeah, that's right. It, it, we, <laughs> taped a, we taped a black plastic trash bag over that broken skylight. It's not called a skylight. It's called a hole. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, squirrels kept throwing nuts at the top of the RV uh, very early in the morning, waking me up. Wow. So that's it. They're going to pick up the RV today, and I'm just going to stay in the crappy extended stay up in Cedar Park. How's your commute from Cedar Park to Austin? You know, it's day? not that bad. It only took me like 30 minutes to get to work this morning. Why do you stay at the one like two blocks away from here? Because that's like triple the price. Oh, there you go. 
That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do it. You know, I've learned in this process with Gus that the term house is a relative term, you know? Because <laughs> you bought a house, but you're living in the front lawn, <laughs> and now you're living in a hotel as a new homeowner. How are you enjoying homeownership? <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world. My wife just walks around saying that as soon as the house is ready, she's going to burn it down. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's rough. <laughs> like, as soon as that house is done, I'm going to burn it. But I wonder if I can get Netflix delivered to my ho- to the motel up in Cedar Park. That's a great question. We'll find out. You know, I built a house the same year that I got married. So we planned a wedding and constructed a home in the same year. Jesus. Yeah, that was dumb. And you're still yeah. married. Nine years today. Oh, yeah, by the way, happy anniversary. Thank you oh, very so much. I really? sent myself today's an anniversary? Yeah, today's my anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. I sent myself an email last night to... To remind me to tell you that nine exactly years, <laughs> nine years. I bet it only feels like thirty. <laughs> I mean, I, I it, she's bearing the burden. Trust not, me, not to scare you, but my first marriage ended at nine years. Wow, that so. makes you seem like really old. That it you does make me seem first old. marriage that lasted. You got married to what, like fourteen though? <laughs> well, that, that's old in Alabama. That's years. Alabama thirty. Yeah, I think it's a no, requirement for a driver's license in Alabama. <laughs> I think I was twenty when I got married. Yeah, the first time. But anyway, the ninth year was the one that. What were you thinking? That's, y- that's younger than I am. I can't imagine being married. I was thinking? thinking, this girl is going to have sex with me. This is awesome. <laughs> Where's a ring? Let me save you some time. Don't ever ask Jeff, what were you thinking based on the decision? <laughs> I, have, I have witnessed so many decisions that Jeff has made that make no sense whatsoever. Well, top three. List them. It's, okay, well, first of all, can we talk about some stuff? Go for it. Okay, well, first of all, it obviously worked out very well, but you can see how this would be a bad idea. <laughs> the day that we had a party to celebrate Jeff's divorce being finalized, he got engaged on that day. <laughs> and he walked up, Griffin and Jeff walked up to Gus, and Griffin, who we all love, and we all know now is a perfect match for Jeff, she held up her wedding or her engagement ring to Gus and said, we just got engaged. And Gus says, I think that's a terrible idea. <laughs> I, 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 I thought... I was just being honest. I love Griffin to death. It's worked out great. I'm just, I was just saying what I thought. On paper, it's a bad idea to get engaged on the day of your divorce being finalized. But it worked out beautifully. Oh, clearly, you guys are a perfect match. Clearly, you see, you gotta. If you make enough bad decisions, every once in a while, one of them's gonna work out for you. That's kind of my motto. I guess that's a good way to think about yeah. it. And also, uh, the other one was. I'll just go through two of these. When Red vs. Blue started to do well, you know, and we started to make money at Red vs. Blue, Jeff said. I think I'm going to go out and buy a classic Bronco for myself because I've always wanted a classic Bronco. 1968 Bronco. A 1968 Bronco. <laughs> and I said, well, if you want to do that, if that's important and you think you want to do that, you should do it, man. You should get something that you want. That's a good idea. The next day, he drove up in a 1965 Mustang. Yes. <laughs> the next day. And I said, what is this? I thought you were going to get a Bronco. He goes, I couldn't find one. One day. <laughs> one day he gave up. He said he wanted one his entire life. He lasted probably about 24 hours. We also, one time, we did this thing where we were going to try to see how long we could go without solid food. Because we heard that David, Bl- <laughs> David Blaine did this. Oh, that- I made it seven days without solid food. Jeff made it through lunch. And he was out. <laughs> he, was, he was done. No, it- I think he almost made it seven hours. He almost. He almost. He it keeps really, saying, it I, really made it, close. I made it the first day. It's like, no, you ate the first day. He I goes, ate that dinner. <laughs> so what did what did you have to eat? What did you eat, Bernie, for seven days? Uh, it was a thing where you would drink uh, like hot water, lemon juice, and cayenne pepper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, it was, and maple syrup. Maple like, syrup. There was some kind of like organic oh, bee maple syrup. Yeah. And so I did that for seven days. The mixture actually tastes pretty good. 
How did you feel after seven days of that? Well, I was was supposed to do it ten days. And on the seventh day, I almost passed out in my office at my old job. And I said, okay, that's it. I got to get something to eat. And then I went and ate crackers from the vending machine. Like those orange, <laughs> or you have those orange crackers with peanut butter? Yeah, we middle? have those. You have those in England? Yeah. Does it have like kidney, mashed kidney in the middle or something like that? Something <laughs> disgusting? Like blood crackers Black or pudding. something? Oh, man. Blood bogey. I'm hungry now. But I went and ate those and I had some kind of weird like carb reaction and I thought I was going to like fire through the ceiling. You know? <laughs> it was it was bad. It was after no solid food for seven days. It's like that time you ate those salt things and almost died. What'd I do? You ate the, the shells of some nuts or seeds or whatever. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, the pumpkin seeds. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> idiot. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. But I remember when you all were uh, doing that stupid no solid food thing. I was working there also. It was, it was fun to watch. It was really entertaining. Well, you watched one of us and, you know, for seven days and one of us for basically <laughs> half a day. Well, he was smart. I'm with Jeff on this. I would have stopped after seven hours too. It's dumb. Yeah, no, no. Maple syrup I was, and water. I was smart. I didn't start. You, okay, I'm with, I'm with there, Gus. There you go. You're not interested in physically <laughs> testing yourself to see if no. you can do something like that? No. I thought it was pretty interesting. What's the longest you've stayed awake in a row? I don't know. That's a good question. Because that's, that's another like body limits. I can't, I can't do it like I used to be able to, I can tell you that. The first season of Red vs. Blue killed that for me. When I was younger, I once did like 60 hours. And that was like... That so was you, pure torture. So you skipped two nights of sleep? Uh, yeah. I can say that I probably have never done that. Two nights in a row. Never. What, about, about, what about you, Gavino? Oh, I stayed up all night once, and then I went to work for a day. It was when I worked at a supermarket, and the weird like, weird stuff was happening. Like, <laughs> like Some customers would ask me for something, and I'd go upstairs and have a look, and I'd be like, I don't know what they asked me. I don't know who asked me. So I'd just like <laughs> stay upstairs for a bit until they went, and then come down. It was really weird. It was like the slowest day as well. It just went really slow. Yeah. Horrible. Never doing it again. <laughs> yeah, when you're, when you're waiting to get out of work, that's the worst. Yeah. Slowest days ever. I know. Tell me about it. <sighs> dragging <laughs> Don't on. Don't complain. Don't complain. Uh, I can't complain. I mean, if I leave here, where am I going to go? <laughs> <laughs> you, you go work at the goddamn DMV so I get a license. I went to go get my... I, I lost my driver's license on a trip to Seattle. We switched to, what, Frontier Airlines? And they, they didn't check my boarding pass. They checked my goddamn license. So I lost my license. Fuckers don't send it to me. So I've been trying to get my license now for two weeks. I took Gav to the DMV because I thought, you've got to go and see the U.S. DMV at least once in your life. And he, you were scared, weren't you? Yeah. How many people would you say were in line? Like 12? 15? Yeah. And, and we waited there for about 15 minutes. And the line didn't move. It was like just standing. People were just standing. So I've been back four times now, you know, total, trying to get my license. I see the line. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm not doing it. What's, so how- the, what's the worst that can happen? Right? I, I, I can't wait to find out. They can, give me a ticket? Uh, can you... I guess you have to do that. You can't do that. You can't get another copy online. You, you can't make an appointment online, can you? No. No, that'd be great. Or I would, I would pay extra money to, like, go to the front of the line, you know? But your passport expired too, right? You don't have that either. Well, that's a problem. Well, I have my passport, which has my picture on it from 10 years ago, which looks nothing like me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, it's expired. So I get a little bit of hassle. But, I mean, fuck it. I know who I am. I don't need some validation. <laughs> Screw it. The, the TSA may require some validation. Have you seen Bernie's passport photo, Gavin? 
I have. It's uh, <laughs> this baby bur- face Bernie. This Bernie ate that Bernie a long time ago. <laughs> Dude, by the way, speaking of... of That's seven, seven years of Red versus Blue right goofy, there. Speaking of goofy driver's license, Gav and I went to a bar last <laughs> week to get a drink. And she, he got carded. And he pulled out his British driver's license, which he was like nine when he took the photo. But I was looking at it. His driver's license doesn't expire until 2058. No, no, no. It's, it's a provisional. So this, this is the one I use while I'm learning to drive. Did, which you could use until 2058 if you right. want to. Well, it, it's basically saying, I can learn to drive between now and 2058. So I've got a lot of free time. I'm not going to rush. I, you should keep that. And when you're like 50 years old, use that for your ID. <laughs> I'll do people. it. I'll do it. I'll never learn to drive. Picture of 12-year-old <laughs> that's, Gav. That's amazing. When you finally do get your real driver's license, you have to turn that provisional one in? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, don't ever, don't ever learn to drive. Exactly. I mean, I've already learned. I just need to take a test. No, don't take the test. I, I found that I saved a lot of money by never owning a car. Probably Everyone I know has no money. Do you think there's people who are 62 and say, fuck, I've got to learn to drive this week. This is going to expire. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should wait until the last possible minute. I'll tell you what's wrong with these British assholes that we have in the office right now. They walk on the freaking left side of the hallway. Have you noticed that? Yeah. <laughs> Out here? I've had it's a like, lot. walk on the right, walk on the right. They like always want to walk right at you. The fu- Nobody walks on any particular side. Yeah, 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 you, you do. do. You yeah, do. they do. For sure. You walk on the right side. It's obnoxious. I'm, little, I'm glad we are having this intervention, actually. It's been bothering all of us. I'm tired of like carrying a cup of coffee and bumping into you bastards. Yeah, Gab just handed me his license, and it expires... What month is 22? Oh, 22nd day of the month, <laughs> May 2058. <laughs> all right, you know I have to scan both those in and put them in the link dump now. Yeah, you guys scanning my passport <laughs> and putting it in. You can take my picture. Hey, Gus, it's okay. I already scanned it. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> coffee. Uh, every, every now and then when I'm filling out paperwork to go to conventions and stuff, I have to go up to Bernie and be like, hey, uh, I need a social security number and I need to scan your driver's license and uh, your credit card. Yep. He's like, what for? I'm like, oh, convention stuff. He's like, okay. You know, <laughs> yeah, whatever. when uh, when I used to do that before you did it, I kept in my wallet all of his credit card numbers written down on a piece of paper <laughs> and his driver's license number for a long time, and his address. For a long time, I kept in my desk uh, scanned images of Bernie's driver's license, his uh, social security number, and uh, I think credit card information. <laughs> It was just all scanned, though. I could just fax it whenever I needed to. It's just, it's just more convenient. Yeah, yep. I guess, technically, I've been married to Gus for nine years, too. <laughs> I just don't know yet. Bernie doesn't know that uh, I'm uh, his third child. <laughs> the uh, Legally. The, the thing about working with these guys for so long, too, is that we all know each other's passwords as well. Yep, that's true. And, except for Gus's. Nobody knows any of Gus's passwords. Did you know, Jeff, do you know Gus's passwords? I do. I know, some, I know he uses... A uh, variation of one of the ones that I use. Yeah, sometimes. we can. Uh, you can probably look mine up on the website if you wanted to. Oh, probably so. But uh, thinking of that, I use a different one on the website than any other password I use yeah. anywhere else. Yeah, our yeah passwords, same here. Our passwords on the website are pretty ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, because you know, just for security purposes. But yeah, like if I'm going to get into somebody's computer here and it's locked and it's a password, I pretty much know everyone else's. Yeah, yeah. we just don't care anymore. Like yeah. we'll go to somebody and say, "Is it your F password or your Z password?" No, it, 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 as an offshoot of that, Bernie, it, like it's gotten so bad that I could not remember your password for a long time. I always remembered it wrong. Right, and then you changed the password you used to my wrong password. I did. <laughs> that is true. Gus, I had a password that I would use for email, and it's based on something. And Gus got it wrong, but I knew how he would get it wrong, so I would try that, and sure enough, it would work. And eventually, I started using the wrong version of my password because <laughs> Gus is the one who <laughs> administrates all of our tech here. That's so fucked up. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, I'm surprised you're okay with everyone knowing everyone's password. Like, you used to be the president of a of a company where. I imagine 
security was a big deal. But now well, it's security, like, security is a big deal here. But I mean, there's only six of us, and we've known each other for eleven years. Yeah, it's I true. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think I can trust these. Two I think also <laughs> when you work in a tech, tech company long enough, you realize like how much access that other people have to your stuff, and you just have to have a kind of comfort level with yeah, some of it. You know what I sure. mean? Now, when other people come in the office, we're like, we have to make a pass through the actual physical office and say, okay, like, let's turn this off, let's move this out of here, you know, just because of, you NDA know, NDA stuff. stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's kind of when people come to see us, you know, pop in to visit us at the office, it's like, well, hold on a second, stay here, and we make a pass, because we're kind of used to being able to talk to one another about things, and it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, like, honestly, Gus could come in here in two seconds and put, like, a, what do they call those, keystroke capture devices? Yeah. Yeah, he could do that, and I, how would I know, you yeah. know? How do you know if you install that stuff? To do today. Yeah. <laughs> By Keylogger. Plus, L- like, as a network administrator, could you not log all of our network traffic? Yeah, I, I mean, it's... He does already, doesn't he? It's on the... Yeah, I could do that on the switch level and on the router, both. Like, yeah. I could log local and internet traffic separately. You can see exactly easily. where we're going and what we're yeah. doing and stuff like that. All that so. stuff's turned off. How boring so you would think. that be? Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine <clears throat> possibly wanting to do that. Tech stuff is weird, man. Tech stuff's really weird. We heard a story one time about a guy we know, without going into too many specific details, uh, where he wrote some software, and then the company fired him, but through some weird contract thing, he had to come back and support for free the software he had written, you know, for that company. Yeah, that's right. That was pretty fucked up. And then he, I think somebody, we knew another person too who had expired. If you work in the tech industry, and you put in, like, timed codes where it's like, oh, the software... Because I was fired from the company, it no longer works after like ninety days. You will get in big fucking trouble. For did that. you did you hear about that guy who was like headed up automating and installing a lot of technology in San Francisco? Then I guess like his company lost the contract, so he like changed all the passwords and all of their like devices that the city ran on, and the entire city of San Francisco was like locked out of its own tech infrastructure. A judge will send that dude to jail in about five minutes. Yeah, that dude did go to jail. Yeah. They're like, you're going to go sit in a cell until you unlock this stuff. They take that stuff very, very seriously. Whoa. Yeah, he, I think he refused to like change the passwords until he was paid like a million dollars or something you know, ridiculous like, like that. Like, and I guess he probably thought he was the first person to think of this grand idea. Like, oh, now I'm a consultant. I'm free. And guess what? I locked you out of your own system. So dumb. Like, it's like a bad comic book villain. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get any ideas here, Gus. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have himself on a big monitor to his big face? He's like, <laughs> now you will do my bidding, city of San Francisco. <laughs> I, bet, I bet the DMV didn't move at all Now that once he had him locked out. Yeah. They'll fucking reopen Alcatraz for that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gavin, how do you like in Trials HD? I have only played the trial of Trials, Trials HD. Trial. Trials trial. And it's great. Any game where it's purely like relying on physics and you know the, the engine is great. Like That's why I love Gary's mod. Stuff like that. Have you ever? Do you ever play that? Yeah, a little bit. It's great. You know, I love Ragdoll. Any game with Ragdoll is great. I I didn't know what Trials HD was until yesterday when Gavin showed me, and I was like, oh, you know, this is kind of fun. And I played through it a bit, and Gavin kept laughing at how bad I was. And he's then Gavin said, I bet you can't finish that level without crashing. So I, I did it. I finished the level without crashing. And did then it, like, Gavino first said, time as well. Here, look, I can I can do it. I can do it faster than you and with style. He tried 15 times in a row and could not do it. That's because I was trying to backflip every jump. No, then you started trying to do it easily, and you couldn't do it either. Yeah, that's true. I really suck at it. It's a lot of fun, though. You suck at all video games, is what I've decided. Yeah, dude, we were playing... Gavin and I were playing Gears this morning. Oh, come on. You had some rough moments. I I like to point out that we are playing Gears of War 1 on Insane, which I've already got the achievement for. I'm doing this out of love, 
and trying to help you. Uh-huh. And all I get is shit whenever I die. Because <laughs> you die nine times out of ten, you die. What Jeff doesn't realize is we were on this part where he was doing really well because all of his dudes were shooting at me. He's like, why are you sucking? Because they're all shooting at me. No, He's just no, no, chilling. No, no. Like, I was helping you. No, I was helping you. I had to, the way we had to set up, I had to spend my, the first like two minutes of that level killing dudes that were headed towards you and then at the last minute switching back to my guys right before the fucking Lambert wretches get me. Well, we did it. I'm actually really, really loving Gears of War 1. I'm, I, I like the fact that I've played Gears 2, and going back to Gears 1 is really good. I you can't believe it. I never played it. It's a great game. You never played it? No, I never did. I watched you play it in the office, and so I felt like I'd played it, and I never, I never sat down with it, because I'd already seen the ending and everything. And they're but, both very similar games, but they, they've taken out a lot of stuff from Gears, out of Gears 2 that was in Gears 1. Yeah. Like, there's no Krill. You never fight those guys. I'm okay with that. And, uh... They took out Berserkers. But it's stuff you don't really notice. It's like, the game's fine without them. I guess people didn't like them in the first one. <gasps> I guess it's like they made They made good changes without changing the whole game. Like, it's the same game. Yeah. I like the Krill stuff. I, I liked the uh, the level in Act 2 where you have to drive the, the car through yeah. the darkness with the light. Like, Gavin and I did that. That was a blast. I always remember that being really horrible, but we it was blew, okay. Yeah, was we fun. blew through it. It was fun. I'll tell you, one thing they took out of Gears 1 is they took out all the levels between that level and then when you're on the train. <laughs> have you got to the end yet no we're like chapter four of act three there's, so we just went underground there's literally a cutscene where was it phoenix is the main guy yeah, yeah. he goes so-and-so's got the bomb and he's on the train it's like what train are you talking no, it, about it's not it's like what train what bomb yeah like what are they talking about <laughs> and it just it just jumps ahead like four levels it's like they just must have just cut him straight out of the game yeah yeah it's, it's really, really weird. When, when you get to the cutscene, you'll discover it. Like, Bernie, I think Bernie finished the Gears 1 before I did. Then I got to that cutscene, and I went to the office the next day, and he's like, you know, what do you think? I was like, what the fuck was up with, with that cutscene? What, what, why was I on a train all of a sudden? <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. <laughs> just just play. Well, I never even know. So is, is the bomb different to the resonator? Yes. Is that what they're you talking go, about? You get on set up the resonator, and then there's this other thing with the bomb on a train. Because like the main plot of Gears is that they set off that resonator thing which maps the tunnels, and it's like, holy shit, the tunnels are bigger and, than we thought, right? And you do that. And you do that. And you do that. And then you're on a train. With a bomb. With a bomb. <laughs> okay. And a bad guy. And a big bad guy. General Ram. Ram. How do you pronounce that? Who knows? Double A. Knows. Yeah, who knows? See, here we are in our retro gaming discussion here. Rewind. But try- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a whorwind by Achievement Hunter. <laughs> um, uh, but going back for a second to Trials HD, Trials HD is, they say it's a physics-based game, but what it is, it's you're on a dirt bike, a motorcycle. Right. And you're just trying to get through a level, like, jumping over stuff, and it's a very fun game. Um, but it's got some really cool features in it that I wish they would integrate into other arcade games. Um, it can you can see at any point in time everyone in your friends list where they are and how you rank with them. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and then you can also at any point in time replay their best mission. Yeah, that's kind of like Mirror's Edge had that too. It also had that cool thing on the time trials where you uh, you can pick another like one of your friends like you and they'll see a ghost of your character mimicking what they do so I can learn what you did and follow your path. That's cooler actually. Yeah, that's the, really cool. A ghost would be cool. Yeah, but on the replay it even shows you their controller and shows you what they're pressing and in what time. Oh really? Yeah, wow, it shows awesome. you like the tilt of the stick and the and the triggers. Gav- it's very cool. The other day Gavino was watching a video where I guess someone was watching like the top ten. <laughs> scores on uh, one of the games in Trials HD and like a mini game yeah, yeah it's not, a mini game where you have to break as many bones as possible down down like a hill the, top, the top nine yeah. uh, videos were all like people who had glitched and the game had like freaked out a little yeah like they, they'd go down they'd get their head, head stuck in the geometry and the body would trip out and flick all that and they'd break like all the bones but the funniest thing about that video was the guy <laughs> the guy was just watching <laughs> he it he loved it like commentating <laughs> he went like, like, 
He would scream every time. Yeah. It never he, got old to him. Yeah. No, never like every single time someone's head got stuck and like the, the limbs would stretch out, he'd, he'd be in hysterics. Like, <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> it was a really funny video. I, I must have watched it like five times. It, just it was his really, reaction. really fucking funny. It is kind of disappointing to know that on leaderboards, I mean, you always kind of suspected and now you know for sure yeah. that it's just a glitch thing. Marble Blast Ultra has a lot of that. Speaking of not a glitch, though, Jack Patilla, I just saw his journal and I watched his little video on YouTube. He's the has the number one rank in the world on the underground map, I uh, guess. Yeah. It's fucking crazy to watch, yeah. Number one, awesome. one in the country. Number one in the country. Number one pretty country, impressive, I guess. How does he know the country? There's no country leaderboard. So I don't know how he knows I guess, that. I guess it mm-hmm. goes by your gamer tag. Well, if he's number one in the world, obviously he's number one in the country. Yeah, there but Jack, everyone above me goes, that name sounds foreign. <laughs> 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 you know? I, had a, I had a weird thing with leaderboards once where I was playing Guitar Hero. I think it was Madhouse on Guitar Hero 2. And I did the song, I was trying to five-star on Medium. And I landed right next to Jason on the world leaderboard. That's Literally, awesome. we had the we had one point difference between us, That's and it's still crazy. there wow. to this day. It's like we like I don't know, like forty thousand and forty thousand. I don't know, and one. That's but really the, the chance of landing next to someone with one point difference, or even like recognizing That's impossible any, to do like, even hero. recognizing any gamer tag around you yeah. on the leaderboard. What's yeah. even crazier is that your score is in metric. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a standard, and you still ended up next to each other. But there was something else I was to say about trials. That's really cool. Oh, oh, yeah. Speaking of bad gamers, which, by the way, I don't care what you say, Jeff. You're the worst gamer we know. Nope. You're, you're fucking This terrible. is true. Worse nope. than me. You're a horrible. Horrible gamer. Nope. You're no good at stuff. Nope. <laughs> we'll go back to your Easter egg, uh, uh, Marble Blast Ultra video here in a second, but... Nope. On the leaderboards for Trials HD, it shows the number of times you faulted, which is you hit B to restart from a checkpoint, or you wrecked your thing. And you can go oh, up God. to 500 times per level. And I've got some that are like... 180, and I don't care. It's like a bad shade. <laughs> it's like the guys around me are like four, you know, 12, and I'm like 190. <laughs> I don't care. That game will make you furious. I'm never going to play it. It'll make you hate gravity. It's got an impossible achievement, too. What's, what's the impossible achievement? It does. That sucks. Uh, it's called Marathon, right? Marathon Man or something like that? It's I think, to, yeah, I think it's just called Marathon. It's to do the whole circuit uh, on... What is insane difficulty? No, no, you play through every level. Play through every level, every level. In just in a one row. long line. It's like big in, stream of levels. Yeah, in one long stream without falling off your bike. Oh, holy shit. I think never never once fall off. I oh think the, my God. the guy who's got closest fell off like seven times or 12 times or something like that. That's fucking nuts, dude. You should see some of those higher levels. I mean, it's like you're on a bike and there's a pixel and you have to land on the pixel, basically. <laughs> That's it. It's just ridiculous. So would you recommend getting the full game? It's 1,200 points. That's kind, of, that's kind of a lot for an arcade game. If you want to complete, get a 100% game, if that's important to you for achievements, I would say no, don't get it, because you can't get that last achievement. But it's a fun game. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I, I didn't think I would like it. Everybody should get the trial, and you will know whether or not you like that game by yeah. playing the trial. Yeah, I, when it was described to me, I really thought it was the kind of game I would hate, and then I sat down with it, and it was a lot of fun. I'm surprised. I didn't think you'd like it. Yeah, I mean... But- yeah, it's a good leaderboard game. So is Marble Blast, though. I went through all of the easy levels of Marble Blast, and my ma- I already had the achievements. My main goal was just to beat Bernie's time in every single one, and I did it. Now that I know so, you've uh, done it, I will go back and beat you. No, you won't. I will. I made <laughs> sure I beat you by a significant amount. What does that mean? Like, it'll be difficult. It'll be <laughs> difficult for you. Significant. Like an imaginary number, kind of a significant, <laughs> that I can't achieve? Uh-oh, telephone. Yeah, in that game, though, you get into, like, really crazy stuff, like... Using double power ups and stuff like that. that maybe, uh, maybe we should have some sort of contest where if you will take the first twenty levels, if you can get better than me and over half, you win. Okay. Contest, contest. This kind of thing, Drunk Tank was founded on. What are we gonna put up? We'll figure something out. Okay. 
right. I don't know if anyone else cares about this. This isn't Trials HD talk, but um, the spec for HDMI 1.4 was released the other day. It's got Ethernet. Yeah, it's got it. Ethernet. Uh, I think it's bi-directional, so you can plug all your de- all your devices can communicate with each other that are plugged in via HDMI, and the resolution it supports it supports up to a 4K display now. Yeah, yeah, 4096 cool by red. 20, 160. Wow, man, it's That's amazing. The, the same cable. Uh, the, I think the cable will look the same. It's like how USB right went from one to two in the same cable. Guys, explain this to me, because awesome. I don't understand it. It seems cool that they've integrated Ethernet into HDMI, because now I don't have to have an Ethernet cable. It seems like I can have all one cable. Mm-hmm. But why would I want an Ethernet connection from, say, my Xbox to my TV? I mean, there's there's no functionality for that yet. So maybe that's why we can't wrap our minds around it. Maybe you could have it so that, you know, for example, your Xbox, or let's say, like, for example, the next Xbox. Yeah. And this is pure speculation. You could have it so that, when you plug in HDMI from your Xbox to your TV, your Xbox tells your TV, hey, I'm an Xbox. These are the settings I like. Oh, okay. And an automatic, you know, your TV automatically imports, you know, what resolution to run at, audio settings and things like that. You know, color calibration. Cool. Uh, that's just straight. I mean, that's the kind of thing I would imagine you could do. So in future, could you have networking with HDMI? Yeah, sure. Like uh, a router with a router with uh, <laughs> HDMI coming out of it. Sure. I think the problem, I mean, you could do that. I wonder... How much bandwidth they have dedicated for the Ethernet portion, though? Like, I know, I think an HDMI cable has a four gigabit throughput, so I wonder how much you could put through data-wise on Ethernet. I'm hmm. getting, I'm, I say, I'm getting a little sick of the Ethernet connectors. They need new connectors for that. What I'm sick of is the fact that the fucking USB cable is the same width as an RJ45. Yep, Jack. We went, we went to Comic Con last yeah. year. Um, you know, we were printing uh, receipts for customers using my laptop. And I had to go away from the booth for a minute, so Luke McKay was there, and he set up the printer. <laughs> and uh, I came back, and Luke McKay was... Like, Luke is our comic artist, by the way. <laughs> Luke was saying, oh, the printer's not working, I'm printing stuff, and it's just not coming out. And I troubleshot it for a little while, and I couldn't figure it out. And finally, I looked at where the USB cable's plugged into the laptop, and he had plugged the USB cable into the Ethernet port on my laptop. <laughs> it feels like a good fit when you it's, do it. It's a perfect It's a perfect fit. If you're not looking, you reach over there, they're right next to each other. I can see why you would do it, but... They do, they're not they're not compatible yet. I'm sure you were very compassionate and, <laughs> and understanding in the moment. Yeah, I was, but it's funny now in retrospect. I picked up a uh, a wireless printer that works via Ethernet, where it it connects directly to my wireless router in my house. So everyone in the house now who's on the wireless network can just print directly to it. Yeah, that's what I have at home. That's awesome. Uh, I have one of those little Apple Airport Expresses. Yeah, and uh, it does the same thing. You like put a printer in, and everyone prints to it. The Airport Express though, you can also plug in a mini stereo jack. So you can stream your iTunes right. over it to whatever uh, it's plugged into. So I plug my stereo system for my TV into my Airport Express, and I can have my audio display out of my speakers. Is there an app for the iPhone that lets you print from it? There are for selected printers, but most of them require a client running like on a laptop or a PC. Okay, so there's nothing like direct between just no. iPhone and print? No. That's probably going to come, right? Probably. I mean... <sighs> the problem is... iPhone's getting more and more ridiculous. That, ta- I, I, that tablet will probably have it. Yeah. So then it'll work its way down to the iPhone, I imagine. I would love to see it. I think that it's just the the like the like file size for having all the drivers for all the printers might be prohibitive. Like it might oh. take up too much space on your iPhone. Hey, while we're on the subject of iPhones, I have an iPhone question. Gus, is there a way to sync your keychains on your 
desktop computer to your iPhone? Like if you wanted to just dump all the wireless networks that you I, have passwords I don't for. think you can do that. You can sync your keychain with MobileMe, yeah. but then I don't think you can sync your keychain back down from MobileMe to your iPhone. <laughs> Calf just got bit by the cat. <laughs> what were you doing? Me. I was just stroking. Stroking. Have you guys Cats talked about the stroked. new Office Cat yet? Yeah, we mentioned it before. Okay. I mentioned yeah. it in the one-on-one with Gus. He's awesome. Great. Yeah, um, he's a good kid. He he. he ha- I think he might have a little bit of face hugger in him from Alien, though. Yeah, because every now and then he'll just latch onto you. Cats, all, all cats do that. that you cat, like they have a threshold where you're petting them and they're happy and they're happy and then they bite you. And it's usually the belly rubs though that does it. Nope. That he's, cat hates paper. It does. It'll tear up paper. He's a good cat though. I get yeah. my points. That cat also hates its collar. Does yeah, I will collar. find its collar in the weirdest, most fucked up places possible around this office. I don't know how people put collars on cats, because I've never had a cat that would wear a collar. Yeah, I, I let Brandon do it. <laughs> <laughs> he lets me do it. It's not that big a deal. No, he'll put, he'll put it on, but then suddenly he'll decide three days from now, I don't want this thing on, and he'll spend all day trying to tear it off him. I found the collar on our Arcade Legends machine the other day. Yeah, it was wrapped like around on, the joystick, right? Yeah, it was wrapped <laughs> around the joystick on the Arcade Legends <laughs> like machine. Like he'd taken it off and hung it up. I have no idea how he did that. He probably fell off the thing and tried to choke himself. <laughs> what, what is he, Michael Hutchins? Are you depressed, buddy? Hey, hey take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> he listened to our first podcast about David Carradine. Dope. And got uh, got inspired. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, you know, that talk of HDMI reminded me about something. Um, did you read that the Xbox Elite bundles are no longer coming with HDMI cables or component cables? Uh, yeah, I did hear that. It kind of sucks. Yeah, I like the HDMI cable that came with the 360. I, I always thought they were being overly generous giving you an HDMI cable. Honestly. I agree. I did not expect to receive an HDMI cable. But I think it's a little weird that they're no longer shipping component cables either. That can't possibly be so true. So what does it come with? Nothing? SD composite. Really? Well, I mean, that? that's, I, saw, I saw that on Joystick. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't know that these bundles are out in the wild yet. So I don't, you know, I don't know. I haven't seen confirmation firsthand. And that's just the Pro? The Elite. Oh, the Elite? The Pro's been discontinued. Oh, so the Elite is not going to... The Elite's replacing the Pro. Wow. I watched an unboxing video of the PS3 Slim uh-huh. on IGN, and it does not have, once again, HDMI or component either. The PS3 is a piece of shit. Does it, <laughs> I'll does, tell you why. <laughs> does, it come with, does it come with a USB to make your controllers yeah, work? That's why. I bought a PS3 <laughs> when they first came out. Right. It does not even come with a fucking mini USB cable to charge your controller. Which you have to have. And then if you buy a controller, that doesn't come with the cable either. Really? Wow. I bought an extra controller for my PS3. No cable. And you can't replace the batteries in a PS3 controller. No. You have to use the internal rechargeable. Luckily, it's like a standard. You know, it's a mini USB to USB-A connector. But so out of I the box... I wouldn't have one of those. It doesn't work. No. The PS3 Slim, or the... I don't, I don't think they call it the Slim. It is the new PS3. Mm-hmm. It does have it. Okay, well, it, that's good. It did have a mini USB cable in there. It also had a very nice power cord. Not a power brick or anything. It's just a cord. Mm-hmm. So that's very attractive about that PS3. Yeah, the the old PS3 was like that too. It's just a, a just a power cord. Yep, that's nice. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I don't like that big brick. Do you think people are going to complain about the lack of cables on the Elite though? Because anyone who buys a printer now, they don't get USB cables. No, like I said, I always thought the HDMI cable was being overly generous. But the difference is the USB cable is standard. It used to be a parallel cable. Now it's a USB cable. The Xbox cable is not standard. You don't get just generic component cables and plug them into the back of your Xbox. Right. You have to get that special connector to plug in your Xbox that comes out as component cables. HDMI is standard, though. HDMI is a standard, which is why I'm not upset that they're taking it away. I see. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. It's when you create a proprietary connection type and then don't give the cable that I get annoyed. Yeah. Or Or don't provide something that's absolutely necessary to run it out of the box. Right. Like, I don't know how Sony could possibly ship something where... 
a kid could get on Christmas morning and they can't run it because yeah. they, don't, they don't have a cable to charge it. I mean, that'd be a nightmare. <laughs> and then where are you going to go on December 25th to get a damn mini USB cable? Yeah, that, that's terrible. The answer? Nowhere. <laughs> Come to my house. I got plenty of them. Yeah. I got, I got like, boxes filled with cables. HDMI is still pretty expensive, though, right? Nope. Is it not? You can buy Kenny, pe- or excuse me, you can buy cables for a penny on Amazon. A pe- yeah, ha- you have pretty long HDMI cables in your, in your like cinema room, right? I do. Yeah, and I have. I think I have a one that runs nineteen feet. That must have been expensive. That was like four hundred bucks. Well, that, that's that, four hundred bucks on a cable. That dude also made the cable. The dude who installed your AV stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I th- maybe it was even more than four hundred bucks for the cable. The cable was ridiculously expensive. It's a good cable, though. Yeah, if you still, <laughs> if, if it is a good cable because it's behind the wall, and I haven't, I haven't thought about that cable. No, that's awesome. If that's you cool. go to Best Buy or like a, a retail store, they'll they'll you know charge you out the ass for an HDMI cable. But if you're patient, you can just buy it from Amazon. We bought a couple uh, from M Wave, I think, and they worked okay. One of them we had trouble with, and they were super long. They were like ten foot long HDMI cables. So I think I paid like three bucks for each of them. Jesus, really? That's awesome. Yeah. Is that it then? I mean, HDMI is we're done at this point, right? It's audio and video, and now Ethernet, all in one cable. That's it. We don't I, need any more video cables. I hope so. It's you're good gonna, enough for me. You're going to sound dumb for saying that in 10 years' time. No, uh, it'll be wireless eventually. Why, yeah. isn't, why isn't audio and video wireless? Not enough throughput. Too much interference. Like, the spectrum you would use is already in use by so many other things. Spectrum. You would have to, like, it would have, it would have to frequency hop so much, or... Make a new spectrum. Yes, let's make it. Let's make a new spectrum, dude. You're <laughs> such a nerd. Wireless speakers made sense. We didn't. I don't know why we didn't have those. And now we do. Um, those are yeah. Those don't work that great. They don't work that great. You are correct. It, it went, that that's a that's a that's a bandwidth problem. And Matt won't let you throw them away. We still have <laughs> those fucking things, don't we? I'm pretty sure we do. We uh. do, but I cut the cables off of them. In fact, Matt is late <laughs> to the office today. He has a morning commitment. We should throw away everything we want to throw away. That's a good call. Because Matt will not let us throw it away. We bought a safe, a fire safe to put our hard drives in so that if we have a fire – I'm paranoid about uh, data loss, and we can talk about the site's downtime this week while we're talking about this. But we bought a fire safe to store our hard drives that have our backed-up production episodes on them. So in case there's a fire, we'd have the safe with the hard drives in it. Of course, the safe would probably fall through the floor of the building burned down, and all the hard drives would be wrecked inside anyway. But They wouldn't be burned, though. Well, they wouldn't be burned. <laughs> they would not be burned. Um we broke the safe probably in the first 15 minutes that we had it. Yeah, maybe 15 minutes. We might have broken it pulling it out of the box. I mean, it was pretty instant. Yeah, we got it open once, and then the handle felt weird on it. It was like a plastic handle on a metal safe. Yeah, so weird. And then... So weird. <laughs> and, then we, and then we tried to get it open again. We changed the code, got it open again, and then just ground. Luckily, we didn't put anything in it the first time we opened it. So now we have this enormous... 250 pound metal cube that does nothing because we can't open it in any way. Matt will not let us get rid of it. That's true. He just won't. He just he, he it's unacceptable to him to get rid of this thing. In, his, a defense, good in his defense, I once tried to to take it out and throw it away, and you stopped me. I don't remember that. I I, I pulled it out of the room. That, that might have been within the first 30 days. It was very shortly after we bought it when the yeah. illusion was somebody was going to call and get this safe fixed under warranty. <laughs> Never happened. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <clears throat> Speaking of throwing stuff away, I meant to tell you guys this yesterday. When I went to lunch yesterday, I saw a homeless lady 
in the most interesting shirt I've ever seen. It said, it had the front of this is the worst shirt ever of all time on it, and then on the back it had a bunch of Jesus slogans. And then there was another, like, some sort of corporate logo on the bottom right of the front. It was like a test shirt? It was like a test shirt from Amplifier. Those are the guys that print our t-shirts. And I guess uh, they just reuse the test shirts, different portions of the shirt, and then when it's done, they give it to Goodwill, I'm assuming. But yeah, so there's this homeless lady walking around with a half red versus blue worst shirt ever of all time, half religious quote shirt. That's probably the most valuable shirt. It was pretty interesting, yeah. Definitely one of a kind. Sell on eBay, homeless lady. If you like Jesus and RVB, you should look this lady up. (laughs) She's got the shirt for you. Uh, Speaking of homeless ladies, you finally got to see the homeless lady that kicked me the other day. Oh, dude, she's so scary. She was yelling at me again. Did you see that? I know, she doesn't like you. Uh, what, What did she say? She walked up to me and said... Yeah, you talk shit, I'll talk shit too. And then just keep going. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> just say, are you? say, look, lady, you're crazy. You know, you got to bring them down to earth. You, uh, <laughs> down to earth. You've got great luck with homeless people. Remember that run we had? I think we made a comic oh, about man. it. Oh, man. Where you saw three different homeless ladies' boobs in like two weeks. It, w- it was within a week. It I was, saw it was, one. It was terrible. And that was bad enough. You saw one boob or one set of boobs? One boob. I saw, yeah, Gus I, I, and I were walking to lunch and we saw a homeless couple making out and her boob was out. I, 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 I've <laughs> never actually seen both of a homeless lady's boobs at the same time. I only ever see one at a time. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't, I don't know why that is, but it's only ever one that's hanging out or. Did you take? Did you take two separate pictures and then combine them in Photoshop? <laughs> I, <laughs> look at it in stereo, like just slightly offset, <laughs> so it looks like a three D image. Gotta cross your eyes. <laughs> look past it. I watched that angry homeless lady. I watched her yesterday walk into the coffee shop. They have free water there. Get herself a cup of water, walk outside, and immediately throw it on the ground. <laughs> she never took a drink out of it. She just walked in, filled it up, and took it outside. It was like ammunition, and then she chucked it. That, 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 yeah, she's a. Uh, she's probably mad. She thought, I want somewhere. to throw something. I have nothing to throw. <laughs> it's kind of like that dude yeah. we saw in the bakery where he came in without a shirt on <laughs> to try and get a job, and when he was sent away, he spat on the door and walked out. That's you see, they dodged the bullet there. They dodged the bullet. <laughs> that was one of the most surreal moments ever. Yeah. <laughs> He just he had didn't have a shirt on. He walked in mad, and he goes, "Where's the manager?" And the manager comes up and goes, "I'm the manager." He goes, "You're not the manager. I want to talk to the other dude." And he goes, "That's the night manager, sir. He doesn't come in until six. And he goes, "Well, call him on the phone because I, I talked to him about a job, and I'm ready to start working." And he goes, "I'm gonna have to ask you to put your shirt on, sir. This is a restaurant." <laughs> and he goes, "What? I'm not doing that." And uh, he goes, "Maybe you could come back at six when the night manager comes in. Uh, can I give you this resume?" And he goes, "I'm not filling that out." And uh, he goes, okay, sir, well, if you want to talk to the night manager, you have to come back at 6. Manager leaves. Guy starts mumbling to himself, walks to the door, goes, this is bullshit, hawks a huge loogie on the front door, and then leaves. (laughs) I wonder if the night manager hired him. I don't know. (laughs) Wow. It'd be awesome if he did. (laughs) Got intimidated by him, and he's like, I think it'll work out. (laughs) Maybe the night manager had like two weeks left, and he wants to (laughs) do as much damage before he leaves as possible. (laughs) In his special skills, he wrote, fast learner. (laughs) (laughs) Good communication. Dude, on a resume, never put fast learner. Just assume that you want to assume in the world that you're a fast learner, you yeah. know? And if we sit you down and train you to do one thing, you should be able to learn to do that one thing. <laughs> Instead, like, put not retarded. Yeah, just put not retarded. I have common sense. <laughs> I haven't killed myself to date. I have not spit on your door yet. <laughs> I haven't spit on your door, right. I didn't, yet. I didn't not wear a shirt to the interview. <laughs> <laughs> That was like one of your first times in America, too, Gav. Yeah, that was, was like, like a good introduction. That was like three, two years ago. And we had, also on that trip, we had another great American moment where we were out at this place called Hula Hut, which is a restaurant on the lake, and we were standing by the lake at a little park, you, Griffin, Millie, and I, and we were talking, and we asked what your, like, what, 
the average British person's, uh, I guess, like view of Americans is. And my response and, was fat and loud, right? Yeah, you said fat, loud, and obnoxious. Yeah. And we think all Americans are fat, loud, and obnoxious. And Griffin and I were like, well, obviously you can see that that's not the case. And on cue, a speedboat pulled up with three drunk, fat dudes with no shirts on, oh, like sunburned, <laughs> with a cooler, and some crazy redneck lady comes running up behind us with a case of beer in her hands and goes, I got the beer! And the guys are like going, woo, fuck yeah, party time! And they cranked up heavy metal, she stumbled into it, and they sped off with the loudest music you've ever seen, getting drunk and like throwing beer cans in the water. And Gab just, Gab just turned and looked at us, and we were like, well... <laughs> sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, but that scene sounds 100% more awesome than yeah. anything that's ever happened in Britain. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's all I want to do now in life. Get on a boat with beer. Yeah. That woman with the beer? Turned out to be Susan Boyle. <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story. You, you guys always make Susan Boyle references. I have no idea who she is. I, didn't, I don't watch any TV. She's I don't know who that dude. is. I'll tell you who she is. She's a goddamn national treasure. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's ugly and she can sing. So she's, she's like the, the retarded woman who, can, who has a nice voice. Well, I don't know that she's retarded. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Okay, well. How insensitive. What do I know? Yeah, Jesus, way to, way to derail the conversation. Wow. You really don't know who she is? We don't know. I mean, I mean we don't know. I always see like soap stars from the UK on you know these tabloid magazines. I have no clue who they are. I have no clue either. But the chicks over there love to get topless all the time. So it's true. I imagine. Them. I imagine the only soap star you guys would have heard of is Barry off Barry EastEnders from EastEnders. From, uh, <laughs> from Extras, right? You, do you ever watch Extras? No, sorry, that was a great show. We saw Barry in something recently too, didn't we? Barry Did from we? EastEnders. <laughs> you know, when you see other countries' celebrities. It really does destroy your idea of what it is to be famous. It's like, who are these fucking people? You yeah. know, why are they on the cover of magazines? You know, here it's like we have a context for them. And it's like, of course, Jennifer Aniston's famous. Right. Of course, people are interested in yeah. what she's doing. But you see, like, Philip Ganderbaum from fucking England on the cover of magazines. Like, who the fuck is this yeah. guy? Like the Pit, dorky Pit. old guy that hosts every show in England that Bernie and I have never heard of. But every time we watch a different show, he's the host. Who's that guy? Oh, you're talking about when we were watching Total Wipeout. Yeah, sure. Movie, which over here I found is called Wipeout. Um, hosted by Richard Hammond. Who yeah, works. Richard Hammond hosts every show in the history of He's England. not an old guy. He's like 40. Yeah, that's he, he works on Top Gear, and I've, I've worked with him before. Oh, He's that cool dude. Guy. I know who's done that. And, yeah, and, yeah. and you were in the hotel room in Amsterdam. You're like, why do I keep hearing this dude's voice? Because he's <laughs> on every commercial and every TV show in England. It's freaky. You know, our celebrities can be on magazine covers anywhere in the world. Not, that's not it, true. It does, does not work the other way around. You know... There's another yeah. one on that Amsterdam trip. There was an American lady who had a talk show in England, and I had never heard of her. And I was like, "Who's this American lady? I've never heard of." And you said she was famous and she was married to some rich British dude. Oh, and she Ruby had Wax. Own, no, no idea who Ruby not, Wax you've is. Not heard of Ruby Wax. Nobody's who? heard of Ruby Wax. Ruby Wax. Yeah, she's uh, she's married to Ed Bai, who like directed every. Who? <laughs> he directed like every sitcom. It's like a classic sitcom, like Red Dwarf. What? But she's Vic American and she's famous in England, and nobody in America's ever heard of her. Never this seems weird to me. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't when know you watch a British sitcom, what do you think the com stands for? In that? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> Fuck is it, you. Is it communication? <laughs> what sitcom specifically are you referring it's, to? Here? It's not commitment, because all, all sitcoms only last like six I've episodes over there, right? never seen a funny British sitcom ever in my life. Have maybe, you ever seen Faulty Towers? Maybe The Office. I the have office seen Faulty Towers. What, you didn't, th you didn't find that funny? I didn't find it funny. How many episodes did you watch? 
I watched I watched enough to start to like kind of like it. Like, well, that's the classic hate. American approach, dude. Here's, gotta stop. Oh, you got You got to give it a good twenty or thirty before you get into it. And what's the British approach? Well, yeah, to watch what you shit you about? hate. <laughs> what are you talking about? Just fucking deal with it. I've only got three channels, so there's okay. nowhere else to go. We at least have. I'm, at least I'm not outside. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have series where it's like six episodes for a season. How is that difficult to watch? You can watch six episodes. You're done. You have The Office. The Office, the US one, that took like two seasons to get good. How did you watch through like 48 episodes for it to get good? The British Office is funny. So it I is take, funny. I take and there's only 12 episodes. It's, qu- it's quality over quantity. Is Extras a funny... Is it a British podcast? Or I mean, it should be a British sitcom? Yeah. It is? It's not American? No. It's not for HBO? It's for HBO, but it's all, it's all with English actors and it's shot in England. Okay. <laughs> so that makes it English, right? Hmm. It would. It would. But, for, but geared for American audiences. As well, opposed the, to British audiences. It was only geared to American audiences for the Christmas special, and they had two versions. They had an American version and a UK version. Because there's just so many UK it. references where Americans just wouldn't get it. Because they're talking about Barry off EastEnders and stuff. <laughs> the Ricky Gervais podcast is a freaking riot, though. That's what I hear. Nathan is always, telling, Nathan's always trying to get me to subscribe to it. I, I, I agree. Of all the stuff that Gervais has done, like The Office and Extras... His podcast is the best thing he's ever done. Really? And actually, technically, his radio show before he was famous is the best thing he's ever done. Because the podcast is just like recycled stuff from that. It's him, Stephen Merchant, who's the tall guy in Extras. He's like six foot seven, co-producer. And another guy who's fucking stupid. And but dumb. the other guy The is other guy what is what makes it. He's this dude. He's this mank dude. He's from Manchester. He's a northern dude in England, which means he's mank. stupid. Sorry, north. And he is the he's the funniest guy in the world. He doesn't even know it. Carl no. Pilkington. Carl Pilkington. So funny. Yeah. yeah. So funny. You should get it on iTunes. It's a so riot. So funny. So funny. So funny. Are you guys doing your James Franco? Yeah. So funny. I don't know how we started doing that like three years. Three too years late. too late. Yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get some pie for lunch. James Franco's a funny dude, man. He is a funny dude. He's a uh, you know Jack Jack was betting me that uh, the goods was going to beat District Nine. Last week? What's the goods? Oh, no way. The goods is the Jeremy, Jeremy Piven movie. The it's one, a trailer. Oh, is that out? The best trailer in the world. That trailer sucks. The, the scene I showed you with Will Ferrell in Yeah, oh, is that not the trailer? God, that's funny. We have to link <laughs> that. That Will Ferrell clip is so friggin' funny. A Will Ferrell <laughs> clip from the goods? Yeah, uh, I'll show have it you to you. Have you seen I haven't seen it. I'll, oh, dude. I, <laughs> if, we, if, if we describe it or build it up too much, it won't be funny. It's okay, funny no, because you funny. can tell he was just coming up with stuff. Because yeah. On the spot. <laughs> He's the only guy who had his did wisdom teeth. Hey, guess I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, hey, sorry. did uh, did that movie come out? Then? Yeah, it came yeah. out. It opened in like six, I think. Oh, fifth or six. It didn't. It didn't have as wide of a release as District Nine, I think. But still, I mean, I, I would never. Even if they had the same release, I wouldn't have claimed there that the goods would beat District Nine. You're talking a difference though of like 200 theaters. Oh, is it only that small? Yeah. I thought the goods opened like at 50 percent of the. District theaters. Nine did really, really well, and then it did five million on Monday. It's up to 42 and a half million. I really I, want to see that. I wouldn't be surprised if District Nine did more money next weekend than it did the first weekend. Uh, it'd be interesting. Yeah, I think it'll top out around 80, but we'll see. Jeff, what did you think of District Nine? Um. I, it was built up a little bit too much for me, I think. And it wasn't helped that I saw it at the Alamo, who does great stuff. But one thing they did to this movie was that they showed the trailer for Alienation before <laughs> District 9. Right. And so I had it, I had Alienation in my head the entire movie, so I was forced to compare District 9 to Alienation. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. It seems like... I still haven't seen District 9, but it seems like the premise is, is kind of similar. It's similar, and I wish that they hadn't done that, because it just set the wrong tone for the movie for me. Do the aliens in District 9 drink spoiled milk, and do they, like, dissolve in the ocean? They don't drink spoiled milk, but they have something like that. Mm. They have, like, a thing. I don't want to spoil it for it, but it's like... You're not going to ruin anything, because it's not that big a deal in the movie. Yeah, it's not that big a deal, but it's a similar thing like that. Hmm. They do things in District 9 
that seems like they they're going out of their way to intentionally mimic <coughs> alienation. It, it does, yeah. Like like huh. there's things they mention, especially early in the movie, that they just never come back to. And there was no point to mentioning them, and it just made it more similar to uh, Alienation. I will hmm. say it was a gorgeous movie, and it's a, amazing that he was able to do the stuff he did in that film for $30 million. It's a great-looking movie. Great, I, I great look forward to watching movie. it. Yeah. You know, the place I'm staying at in uh, Cedar Park is right next to the Alamo Lake Creek. Maybe oh, I'll, that's great. Maybe I'll go over and watch it. I, I thought it was incredible. I can't believe that Jeff is even on the you, fence about it. I was thinking about something as I was watching it. You once said, I think we were talking about I Am Legend or something. And you said you at no point did you find any of the weird creature things believable. I did not. Did you find the alien, the prawns, believable? I did. I did. Because I, I remember looking at the first shot where you see them, where it's the footage of them in the, in the ship, and I was like... They were less believable <clears throat> at the beginning as opposed to later when it was just like Christopher Johnson. It, right. He, they became more believable as time went on. Okay. I was I was interested to see what you think about that. There was never a moment where I am legend where I thought I was looking at something that should be on the screen ever because it just stood out. It was just yeah, like, well, they, they, they did stand out. Yeah, they did. How, so, what did you think of it, Gavin? I thought it was okay. I agree that it was it was built up by everyone around me. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it less. It was a great looking movie. I'm I'm not sure I'd want to see it again. Yeah, I also thought the lead actor was unbelievably incredible, and that that can make or break that movie for you. Jeff said he didn't like the lead actor. Yep. Well, Which I. I, I think he acted very well. I just didn't think he was a compelling character. Oh, like, you don't like, I never. You don't like the lead character, then? I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't like the lead character. The guy did a great job acting the role. He really did, especially for somebody who's not an actor. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he was like visual a, effects guy, right? Yeah, right. Or he was like a producer. That. He was a producer. Right. I went to a. Um, did a fantastic job, but if you can't get behind the main character and you don't like. Yeah, you got trouble. Understand what his plight, then it's just hard to, to care, you know? Yeah, I went to a screening here in town where Neil Blumkamp was there, and his name is Charlto Copley. And they were both there and did a Q and A afterwards, and it was just amazing the stuff they talked about. Really? Um, yeah. So d- just... does he does he really have that South African accent? No, it was really cool because you didn't think about that. And it was Harry Knowles, the guy from Any Cool News, that was moderating the Q and A. And one person said, "This came up in the movie. How did you? Do you guys have discussions about this? Like, it was about interspecies prostitution. Mm-hmm. One of the Which things that made it similar to alienation. alienation. Yeah. And." Uh, and Neil goes, yeah, we had conversations about it. We thought, how would that work, and how would that be like? And Harry said, do you want to have that conversation right now? And I guess Charlotte thought he was saying, like, like a scene kind of a thing. And Charlotte goes, Charlotte goes, sure, okay. And he turned to his left, he goes, what's wrong with you? Why would you say it in front of all the... I can do the Afrikaner accent, but he immediately dropped into it, and it was amazing, because you didn't realize he was that much different than the character. Wow. He hmm. goes, all these nice people here, look, you're embarrassing them. You know, like just like the character... It was it was fantastic. I, I love that accent. It's a very it's a funny accent, but it bothered me whenever he said fuck. Like he'd say what the fuck. Fucking. Fucking. And and that just really stood out. It, it felt like it didn't belong in that accent. Really? Yeah. Mm. Did you see um by any chance did anyone watch Blood Diamond? No, I never saw it, but I heard Leonardo DiCaprio's accent was pretty all over the yeah, place. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio's got a crazy ass accent in that movie. Okay, I was a little bit off. I was a little bit off. I'm gonna correct myself. The goods opened on eighteen hundred theaters. Yeah, that's what I thought. District nine opened on three thousand. <clears throat> And the goods made five million, and District Nine made thirty-seven million. Yeah, yeah. If you do the math, it's still <laughs> no, no comparison, no comparison at all. I don't want to derail too much here, but there is something that I want to talk about with box office this weekend, which I thought was very, very interesting that no one seems to be mentioning. And can I talk about this? Yeah, the, okay. Why not? Okay. You know, Ashton Kutcher is the number one dude on Twitter, right? And Twitter is right now like the darling of the internet. Oh, I like where this is going, right? So he's the number one dude. He's got 3.2 million followers on Twitter. 3.2 million. That's 1% of the U.S.? 
Yeah. Okay. Whoa. I'm sure he's got go. some foreign dudes in there, and I'm, I'm sure he's got a sh- ton of bots that follow him too for being the number one dude. He had a movie that opened this weekend, right? So if Twitter is this big driving force now, it should be a huge thing for marketing. His movie, while it only opened in about a hundred theaters, it made a hundred and twelve thousand dollars over the course of the entire weekend. <laughs> it's only a hundred theaters, though. Yeah, but what's yeah, yeah. That, what's that? What's the average per theater? <laughs> so I broke it down on the on the average. That means about ten thousand people went to see it, and based on ticket prices, that was eight people per theater per showing. Wow. So if you went into a movie, there would be eight people in the movie theater. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, just as a percentage of him and, you know, geographically it was in bigger cities. And I was reading, like, his Twitters, like, saying, go see the movie. We're trying to get into more theaters, all that stuff, pushing it. And then just nothing. Not even a blip on the radar. It opened in 34th. Ooh. It opened behind year one this weekend. You know, it opened behind a movie called Paper Heart. I don't even know what that is. Oh, that's the Michael Sarah Charlene Yee movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It opened behind Under the Sea in 3D, which is in 40 IMAX theaters. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. So, I thought that was interesting. You know what I mean? It's like, what is really the value of having the number one spot on Twitter then? And it goes back to that. What I don't understand is when Ashton Kutcher was racing CNN on Twitter, and everyone's like, oh, Ashton has to beat CNN, people aren't. Like, I, nobody ever talks about Ashton Kutcher, you know what I mean? So why is he the number one dude on Twitter? I mean, clearly, here's a movie he's in that's opening. It's like, what's the connection? Why do people want to follow this guy if they don't want to go see his movies? Demi Moore's ass. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, right? That could definitely have something to do with it. I mean, if you follow Demi Moore, then you're, you're not going to get pictures of her ass, but if you follow him, you might get him? Yeah, I guess so. Follow her, you get pictures of Ashton Kutcher's ass. It Woo-hoo. also opened behind number 21, which was The Hurt Locker. Which was a movie about Iraq that I saw, which was awesome movie. I heard that was really good, really good war movie. So you should go see it. Some of the combat scenes in that are ridiculous. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I heard that it's like got some early Oscar attention, maybe. So I could see that. Yeah, I would like to check it out. Speaking of uh, movies, though, Gus Transformers. I don't think it's going to make it to four hundred million. I've been rooting for it ever since we saw it get close. Why? I just think it would be great for that movie to make $400 million. If it's going to make $380 million, why not, why not break the $400 million mark? I'm, I'm glad it's not. Dude, it's, it's at three ninety seven. I'm glad it's not. I want to, I want to do it. I, anything that gets that close, I want to see it get to that next to, to fucking roll over the dial. What else is doing well? The Hangover? Would anyone care to guess what the 266. Hangover? 266. You, you nailed it, dude. $266 million. And it was still 11th last week. That movie's made $400 million worldwide. Yeah. Did you even like that movie? I saw The Hangover in the wrong theater. I saw it in a theater in Seattle where Matt and I went, and it was $57 for the two of us to buy tickets to the movie theater. And we had our own huge Lazy Boy and a waiter. It was no, awesome. No wonder they made so much money. We had to pay $27 to see a movie. Well, Jesus. <laughs> but it was uh, it, it was called a gold-class theater, and it was just incredible. We had a waiter. We could push a button. A guy would come with blankets and pillows and stuff. We went to a, a theater very similar to that in Wellington, you and I. We did. We saw a match point there. But this, 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 that was like a box seating that we had. Mm-hmm. This was the whole movie theater. Nice. So did that stop you from enjoying the movie? Well, it's weird when you're in a comedy like that, and you're not with a big audience, and there's only about 20 other people in the room, and then a big moment happens, like Mike Tyson punches somebody, yeah. and I'm like, that's funny, and I hear some dude, one dude, go, ha ha, and it's like, it doesn't have the same, <laughs> it's not the same feeling as you know, a room that's, full of people laughing. That's why I like seeing movies in America, because people don't laugh as much in England. It's... They're just embarrassed, I guess. <laughs> but a weird, but a weird thing I've I've discovered is that people will clap. Yes, people give applause at the end of a movie. What's the point in that? You just, you're all having a good time. What's who, are you, who are you clapping? 
What's that? Who are you copying? For, for the for the star who's there incognito. I mean, if if it was a screening with the with the director there, you know, obviously clap. But you're just showing your appreciation. Why not? Let's clap Weird right now. Me. Yay! Uh, like one time, one time Gus and I saw Man on the Moon, and Jim Carrey was actually in the theater back when he was dating Renee Zellweger. Do you remember that? No, you think of someone else. I've never seen Man are you on sure? the Moon. Yeah. I thought it was you and I. No. I thought we got that early screening together. No. You were in the same room as Jim Carrey. Yeah, he was a couple That's rows back. Cool. And I clapped. Because the dude was there. You want to make him yeah, feel good. because he was there. Yeah. When I landed in Austin... You never know. They you never clapped. know. Well... Passengers on the plane clapped. They were happy to uh, be alive. Yeah, that's some... There's, yeah, that's I weird. I that too much. I kind mean, of, I, I imagine if, if, if he was dodging a lightning storm and like... <clears throat> he landed a plane. It's his job. He does it hundreds of times a day, a week. Wow. Okay. All right, man, Mr. Sourpuss. I thought I, I thought I was in a bad mood. Gavino over here. <laughs> Mr. Kidding. I'm just saying, clap when it's necessary. When is it necessary to clap? When you when you really need to clap. You don't need to clap a plane <laughs> landing. At sporting events, gotta... when your team scores a goal. Yeah. There you go. When Arsenal beats whoever the fuck else. No, fuck he's, a, Arsenal, he's a Tottenham fuck guy. Arsenal. Arsenal are my nemesis team. Uh, okay. When they no, beat your team? No kidding. You're a big football fan, and when somebody scores a goal in, in football, it's like the end of the damn world. People are taking off their clothes. They're running around screaming. Because it only yeah. happens once a season. <laughs> Make a big deal out of it. <laughs> All right. We got anything else to cover before we wrap this up? Uh, <coughs> uh, yeah. What's coming out this weekend? Inglorious Bastards is coming out. You guys oh, watch shit. that? Oh, shit. Is it coming out? God damn, yeah, I'm, I'm so fucking backlogged on movies. Yeah, I got to go see that. I want to see The Time Traveler's Wife. That looks pretty cool to me. I, I, I heard some, some people saying some good stuff about that movie. Here's what I'm trying to work right now. And I'm going to say this to my wife. My lovely wife of nine years never listens to the podcast. God bless her. Our anniversary dinner, I'm trying to work it out so that we can go down to San Antonio, which is an hour away from where we live, and there's a nice river walk where we can have dinner. But what I'm trying to work out is they're showing 20 minutes of Avatar at the IMAX down there. Oh. <laughs> and not here, and not, not in Austin. So I'm trying to work out getting her down to see that. She would never in a million years see a movie like Avatar. Never. Yeah, but you can be like, look, this movie's not even out yet. How special. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, you know what's weird? We had these reservations, and they're at 9.30 at night, and uh, for whatever reason. And look, look at this. It we turns out we can go see... Got some time to kill. <laughs> yeah, we can go see this movie. So we'll see what happens. That sucks they're not showing it in Austin. It's stupid. It is stupid. Fuckers. You know what else I'm starting to hate? <laughs> like, San Antonio is a huge film community. San, you know, San Antonio is the 10th largest city in the nation, but still. Give me but a break. Still. I mean, it's not, like they're, it's not like they're trying to fill a friggin' theater. Yeah. And there's a big IMAX. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's fucking Austin, Texas. Amen, brother. Amen. What the That's hell? That's right. Who's wonder, coming in our door? I wonder where they are showing it. What's up, Hullum? Here's a problem I've got, too. Is that, I guess, Austin, because it's such a tech boomtown and is so dependent on, like, the economy going up and down, and we're now at a downturn in the economy, we're starting to lose a lot of direct flights that we would normally have to other cities Yeah, we, we, we have lost a lot of flights. That sucks, dude. Going to Seattle for PAX is going to be a fucking trek for us. Dude, we lost San Jose, we lost Seattle, we just, we're about to lose Toronto. Yep, too? Toronto's going away. It sucks, man. Which means we got to connect through Dallas, which makes every flight like two and a half hours longer. Going to PAX, we're connecting through San Francisco. Fuck, what? Yeah. Do you even do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> we're connecting through San Francisco. They're coming back, we're connecting through Houston. When Matt and I came back from LA, thank God that's still a direct flight, even though it's on fucking Southwest, which is like a bus with wings. We, we, connect, <laughs> we land in Austin, and they say, if you're staying on the plane uh, connecting through with us to Dallas, just stay in your seat and we'll count. I'm like, who are the idiots who booked a flight? That connects through Austin. How do you even do that? You know, when we came back from Comic-Con, we flew uh, southwest. It was because uh, those are the people who fly nonstop San Diego to Austin. 
and I got up to use the bathroom, and I looked at the flight manifest in the in the galley back there, and that plane in one day. See if you can remember this. Yeah, we had we had, we took off pretty early from San Diego. It had already flown from Oakland to San Diego. It was going from San Diego to Austin, Austin to Dallas, Dallas to Lubbock, Lubbock back to Dallas, Dallas to Houston, Houston Orlando. That was one day in that plane's life. That's a busy day. Yeah, I'll tell you. A, a- I can pick all the places in the world where I want to land a plane. Lubbock is none of them. <laughs> that's got to be that, that. That's the flattest, driest, hottest part of Texas. It, landing a plane there must be just like practicing crashing, essentially. <laughs> you know, we're just gonna run a, a quick crashing drill here, real quick. Yeah. So, I don't know if you guys have noticed, like, if you guys when you fly back into Austin, where we've had now, what is it, fifty days over a hundred degrees? Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is my angry part of the podcast, but. Landing in Austin now, you can tell when you're getting close because the turbulence just starts going crazy. It's unbelievable how rough landings in Austin are now. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't wait for the summer to be over. I can't even begin to discuss it. You guys fly a lot. Do you ever get nervous when there's turbulence? No. Never. Never? I like it better because it's something to do. <laughs> <laughs> the only I, I, time I ever came close to getting nervous, Gus and I were flying back from South Carolina from the Venezuela oh, time, and it was at night, and I looked out at the wing... Just because we were sitting in the in the uh, just sitting by the wing, and there was like black ooze dripping out of the wing. It had like bubbled up, and it, and there it was, was also duct, there was also duct tape yeah. right there on the wing. Duct tape, <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! What, what airline? Oh, it was American, right? No, no, it was like a regional carrier for Continental. Or oh, something. okay. Like, oh, man. Well, we 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 just laughed at <laughs> laughed it off, but I was pretty sure we were going to die. That the worst night. turbulence we've ever, I've ever had was when you and I were flying down in New Zealand, I think, on that Qantas flight. Oh, like, yeah. for an hour. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It for, was rough. It was it was heavy turbulence for an extended period of time. Matt's bringing his trail mix. Is drunk tank making everybody hungry? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Bring it over here. That's not cat food, Joe. <laughs> That's the sound of a delicious snack. Come right here. There. I'll put some of your nuts in my mouth. Come on. Uh, Bring them but, this way. You know, I've never really gotten nervous flying. However, one time, for some reason, I did have, like, a mini freakout on a plane. Uh, when I was flying back from Japan, like, three years ago. Woman. Uh, like, I was, I, I was sitting there, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, halfway over the Pacific, I was like, I need to get off the plane. And I was like, oh, shit. And then, like, the rational part of my brain was like, oh, shit, don't do this now. And then, so I went to the bathroom, and I locked myself in the toilet for, like, half an hour. Like, trying to calm myself down. And eventually, like, I calmed myself down. I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down again. Yeah, but what brought really? it on? That's, nothing, nothing. The, that's was, not like you at all. There was no turbulence. The flight was going fucking smooth. I was coming home. Everything was fine. All of a sudden, I freaked out. You know, Jason went through a period where, just out of the blue, he didn't like to fly anymore, and it made him nervous. And it lasted for, like, six months, and then he was fine again. Mm-hmm. Don't you know Remember what they call that? that? They call that a moment of clarity. You're like, holy fuck, this is my life. <laughs> it's like, I'm in a metal tube 35,000 feet over an ocean. Yeah. Those are your moments of rationality when you're like, what the fuck am I doing? I've seen Lost. <laughs> you know, gravity works. I've seen evidence my entire life. This, this fucking plane is bullshit. Gravity's been around a lot longer than this plane has. That's exactly right, man. <laughs> That's exactly right. I always used to think about how bad it'd be if, if you survived a plane crash and then got trampled by people freaking out in the plane and like, trying to get out. That'd yeah, be the that worst chuck, thing. Or dying with smoke inhalation. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, while you're on the people, ground, yeah. You remember that flight that crashed or was it in Sioux City? Uh, everyone thinks of like that plane that comes in. It's the one that lost all its hydraulics. Yeah, it's Delta Airline it tumbled across the. There were uh, there were both a lot of the people who died in that flight for smoke inhalation deaths. Good. Like, I, I cannot imagine that. You get on a plane. I, I I've flown. I don't ever get nervous. I know exactly where the exits are. I know how many rows I am from the exit. I just mm-hmm. do stuff like that. When we we used to be before nine eleven, we could carry pocket knives. Yeah, and I would take my pocket knife out and I would put it in the 
seat back thing mm-hmm. in front of me, but like on the outside, clip it so that I could grab it if I had to. Yeah, I had a Leatherman. I used to do the exact same thing if I had to cut myself out of my seatbelt. Have we yeah. have we talked on the podcast about the flight I took with Matt a couple weeks ago to Comic Con? Did we ever discuss that? I don't think so. I got on a flight with Matt. We went through security. Together. <laughs> he got pulled. He got his bag pulled. And they went to go through it, and I stood there for a minute, and the lady's like, do you have anything you need to tell me about in your bag? And he's like, no. And then the lady pulled out a knife, like a pocket knife, and Matt goes, oh, that's weird. I guess I left that in my bag. I didn't even realize I had it. And she's like, no problem. Made him go through again, flagged his bag again, had a second knife in his bag. (laughs) He tried to fly with two knives in his bag. I'm surprised he's not in jail. They were really cool about it. He should be. But he should be. I mean, the dude tried to go through with two knives. Then he immediately uh, went... And got, like, a large coffee and spilt it all over the ground. <laughs> he, was having, he was having the worst morning ever. It was oh, hilarious. Man. This sounds rough. Josh, you were in a security line one time when they did a bomb drill. Oh, my God. That was the worst thing ever. We were, I think it might have been that same flight when we were going to New Zealand. Yep, I was in the was. international terminal at LAX, and I was getting close to the metal detectors. And then all of a sudden, like, some dude was going through the metal detector, and he ran through it instead of walking through it. And the security guards all... Yelled something, this, you know, like something, something, something. They yelled it, and I turned to my wife and I said, "Did he yell bomb, 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 or run, run, run?" And I stopped for a second. I said, "I guess it doesn't matter really either way which one he yelled." <laughs> what happened? But to the all, dude? all the security personnel disappeared. Yeah, they all like went into rooms and like all this stuff started happening, and, and they left all the passengers there by themselves. Yeah, and then they came, they came back out, and they're like, oh, it was just a drill. I was like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, a little warning for us. <laughs> don't, you know? Don't, everybody stay calm. We would have been just fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah. security. No one tackled the dude. They just, they, they, like, ran into, like, reinforced bunkers and, like, closed the door. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys are all dead. All the, all the cattle are dead, but the ranchers are fine. <laughs> <laughs> a couple years ago, when Jason and I were flying to the UK, we uh, had to connect through Chicago. We flew Austin, Chicago, and Chicago to London. And uh, our flight in Chicago was delayed, like every flight there. Except they said it was delayed because there were mechanical issues with the plane. So we had to wait an hour and a half. So we had an hour and a half, and they're like, okay, we fixed the mechanical problems on the plane. I'm like, finally. So, you know, we get in line to board the plane, and I'm looking out the window at this giant plane we're about to get on, and they fire the engines up, and one of the engines under the left wing like, starts spinning out this huge, billowing black smoke. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe they didn't fix this problem. <laughs> then we get on the plane, and the pilot comes on going... Uh, apparently, we're still having some issues with our air conditioning. Air conditioning is not working right yeah, now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to sit here for a while while our mechanics try to fix it. And I remember I was aiming Bernie. I had my sidekick at the time. And Bernie replied, <laughs> Rotten hell, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to die. We are unsympathetic. If we're sitting next to somebody on a plane and they're like, I'm a very nervous flyer, we go, Well, don't worry, we fly all the time. And then as soon as we're going to take off, I'll turn to Jeff and I'll say casually, yeah, we're not going fast enough to take off. <laughs> or, you know, if there's a noise in the plane, I go, whoa. <laughs> that's, that's not right. What was that? My wife's a bad flyer because <clears throat> she got in a, a, fl- a, a flight that was so turbulent, all the overhead bins opened. And that's a legitimate reason for being a bad flyer, I think. Yeah. But I want to kill this asshole she sat next to on the plane because when they started to have turbulence, he said, I'm a traveling salesman. I fly every single day. I go through this kind of stuff all the time. And as the turbulence got worse and worse and worse, they were going through the, some of the, one of those like Midwest uh, thunderstorms trying to land in Kansas. He pulls out pictures of his kids to see. He got like Janie and Billy on the on the on the, the dinner fold out tray, and he's like, "Bye." <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Take care of each other. 
Oh my god! <laughs> Tell your mom I love her. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so she was. So well, she's a bad. Flyer. The question is, since he's a traveling salesman, did he pull out the pictures of his secret family as well <laughs> yeah, and say yeah, goodbye yeah. to them? No, no. He this like, is my regular family. and This is my Eskimo family. <laughs> it's not like Charles Corralt or whoever. They were. <laughs> Who was that? That had the secret family. They found out. The oh, big. There was man. a big newscaster that had that. Yeah, he had two different families, but. Yeah, then there was a... I mean, we're in plain stories now, so you can cut any of these you want, but then there was a time that you and I... You ask if we ever got nervous, Gav. Here's, right. how, here's how nervous we don't get. <laughs> Gus was sleeping on a plane, and I was kind of like half asleep. We were going in for descent, and we were landing in Chicago, which, by the way, another rule for flying, don't fly through Chicago. Your plane will be <laughs> delayed, almost guaranteed. So Gus and I are flying into Chicago, and we're going into land, and everything's normal, we're getting close, dropping down, and we're getting to that point where you think we should feel like the little lift right before the wheels hit, right? Mm-hmm. We're that close to landing. All of a sudden, engines, wham, full speed, and we start revving, and then we just took off again. So did you ever hit the ground? No, we never hit the ground, ever. I mean, it was like a hard, like, yeah. push you back in your seat kind of a... So you had a, a go-around. Yeah, we had a go-around. It was yeah. our first experience with a go-around. It was our first experience with a go-around. And Gus kind of wakes up, and he goes, what, he goes, what are, what's going on? What are we doing? I said... We were going to land, and we didn't land. Now we're taking off again. And Gus literally just shrugs and then goes back to sleep. <laughs> and that was it. No concern at all. And when the captain came on, he was like, um, he sounded pissed. He's like, apparently there was another plane on the runway, so Jesus. we're going to go back around and try this landing again. Sorry, folks. He sounded pissed off, dude. Man, we could keep this plane conversation going for another three or four hours. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. we have a few. We had you, here we go. Fuck it. Why not? Do you remember <laughs> one time you and I were flying somewhere to an event on America West, and it was two weeks after a pilot got busted flying drunk? We were flying back from San Jose. We were landing in Phoenix. Yeah. And so it was a big deal. It was all over the news uh, because they, they just had this whole scandal of this pilot flying drunk. And Gus and I were the last people to get off the plane for some reason. We I decided, don't remember We decided why. we wanted to be the last people. We'd never been the last people coming okay, off the sure. plane. Okay, sure. Yeah. You got to do stuff like that to keep it fresh, right? And... Uh, we as we're going getting off the plane, we're I mean, there's really nobody left on the plane. They were already like they already had the cleaning crew coming through and fixing shit and like tidying up. The the pilot door opens up, and the pilot like kind of saunters out to say something to the uh, wait to the flight attendant. Flight attendant. You and a waitress, he, <laughs> waitress, whatever. And he had a huge cocktail in his hand, and he looks at us, and we see him, and he froze like a deer in the headlights. And he looked <laughs> he at, looks his at his drink, and he looked at us, and looked back at his cocktail, and we just started laughing and walked out. And he, to my knowledge, he's still standing there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whiskey and coke. Yeah, it was awesome. Guys, I remember one time you were on a flight where you were sitting close to the cockpit, <laughs> and. Can I? Do you want to tell it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was uh, flying back. This one, when, when my old job before Rooster Teeth, I was flying back from Minneapolis, and it was a nighttime flight. And I was sitting like in the first row in first class, and uh, you know we're at that point where we're about to take off, and they're cutting you know from over to the auxiliary power power unit in the plane. They cut off ground power basically, and uh, so they're doing that. And then all the power in the plane just shuts off. All the lights go off. The engines die. Everything turns off, and the cockpit door is still open. The pilot goes. Fuck! <laughs> and then the flight attendant like very quickly runs up from the back of the plane and like closes the cockpit door. <laughs> well, shit. Gavin and I were coming back from Amsterdam. Yeah, we were flying to London from Amsterdam, and we were taking off like on the runway, revving up the speed, taking off. All of a sudden, hits the brakes in the middle of the takeoff runway, and the pilot comes on and goes, "Um." Uh, 
Yeah, we have kind of an admission up here from one of our instrument panels. So we're going to do a troubleshoot. Troubleshoot. We're going to troubleshoot up here and uh, figure it out. We'll get back to you in a minute. And then Jason and Gavin and I are discussing, what does an emission mean? Does that mean a noise? Like it made like an alarm? And Jason goes, I think emission means smoke. And I was like, oh, shit. I go, well, yeah, <laughs> we're not taking off. Two or three minutes go by. Yeah. Pilot comes back and goes, yeah, we got it all worked out, so we're just going to take off. Everybody make sure you're prepared for takeoff and you've got your safety belts buckled. Takes off from the middle of the runway. Doesn't I didn't even go back around or anything like that. Wow. I didn't that's even a, know that's, that's amazing. Just gunned it. One time when I was in the Army, uh, I was flying from Iceland to America. And, uh, like, from Iceland to Boston. And we took off in Iceland. We were three hours towards... It was a seven-hour flight. So we were three hours in the air towards America. And the pilot came on and said, Yeah, um, we're gonna have to turn around and go back to Iceland. We've been having trouble this whole trip getting the landing gear to retract. And uh, we thought we'd just, you know, make it. But we've determined that we don't have enough... That there's enough, so much wind drag that we're not gonna make it to Boston. So we're just going to go ahead and turn back around and fly back to Iceland. So the wheels were out the whole the time? The wheels were out the entire time for three it's hours. It's been loud. And then like halfway through they decided, yeah, I guess this is, you know. This is dumb. This is dumb. Idea. Let's turn around. That sucks to be three hours into a flight that has to turn around in the middle of nowhere. And then I was stuck in Iceland for two days on top of that. Poor baby. Yeah. <laughs> it was That's cold. Iceland. It, was, uh, it was okay. It's kind of like, uh, like, like Alaska, really. Yeah? Yeah. Never been there, but thanks for the reference. Oh, okay. I've always wanted to go to Iceland. They have a crazy governor? Yeah, they have a crazy governor. Um, it was cool. It was. Uh, it wasn't anything like you would think. It wasn't like ice everywhere. No, I it bet. wasn't like an ice land. No, I bet it's real nice. Yeah, I hear they got cool. great like geothermal springs and stuff there. Yeah, I was in Keflavik. Are you guys being serious right now? Are you guys making no, a joke? being no, totally no, serious. Totally serious. No, I hear Iceland's beautiful. You guys are. They do have these. They, have, they do have those hot springs. Yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You guys are dropping the Iceland knowledge on me. Green Greenland <laughs> is the one that's icy. Right? Yeah, Greenland's yeah. the one that's terrible. When I was in elementary school, who knows how true this is? When I was in elementary school, I was taught that. They named Greenland Greenland to um, entice people to to try to trick the Vikings to attack oh, really? <laughs> Greenland instead of Iceland. It's like well, when you look at the map, it's like where you want to go, Greenland or Iceland. Nothing you could possibly learn in grade school could be fake. So I'm sure it's accurate. <laughs> All right. So anything else before we wrap this super long podcast up? Nah. Have fun editing this one. <laughs> yes, yeah, it'd be an all all night. We didn't talk about the downtime, but I think we explained that on the site pretty well. What yeah. that was. That was pretty much my fault. Because I, I, I told Gus, yes, definitely take it down well, the Well, it's my day. fault because I thought it was only going to take two hours. I didn't realize there was 10 million fucking rows in that goddamn table. How many, how many rows did you think there were? I thought, <clears throat> well, I thought at worst there might be 4 million. Wow. And there turned out to be 9,812,000. And most of those are the same jokes said over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of lol cats in there. Lol butts. <laughs> ha ha. We, we got the episode out there. Yeah, we did. That was, that was pretty cool. And that's why that's actually the the reason why I said let's go ahead and do it because I knew we could still deliver the episode yeah. even if we had taken down the community side. Yeah, even without the database we could still serve static content. We were just in a situation where there was a slight problem with the database, but the slight problem caused a bigger problem where it made the backups fail. And I am like I said before super paranoid about data loss. And so I didn't want to like lose our users data, like their journals and stuff for a couple days if we had a hardware failure, which is unlikely. Yeah, but but it, still, it, yeah. we, we had just had a hardware failure. One of my external USB drives that I copied those backups to had failed. Yeah. So we were already operating on a diminished capacity. Yeah, it can be pretty bad when you're just operating, you're not paying attention to that stuff, and then you need it, and you're like, wow, this drive has been bad for six months. Yeah, I, I just bought two new drives, and I put one in yesterday. Yeah. So we should be good for a while. All right, that's it. I'm done. All, All right. right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. 